You're listening to 06 Answers, where every week we interview a different member from the West Point class of 2006. When you ask 06 questions, you'll get 06 Answers. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 06 Answers podcast. My name is Matt Wang, and I'm your host. Joining me here on today's episode is Marissa Chiricella. Marissa is currently serving on active duty based out of Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And originally from Brooklyn, New York, she was in D3 as a plebe and A1 as an upperclassman. Marissa, I want to thank you again for joining the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, Matt. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, and if I could, I just want to plug another podcast of <laughs> one that you were on. So you just share a little bit about how you know some of our audience members can also hear about your background before we talk. Yeah, absolutely. I just recorded on the Solid 7 podcast with Kale, host Kale Matthews. I had the opportunity to meet Kale, and I don't want to give away how we met. But we go into a lot of detail about my background and upbringing and military experience. And then at the end, we have a big reveal. So I highly encourage you to go and check that out. It was a lot of fun. It's a little lengthy, but worth it at the end. Yes. And I listened to it and it was just great to hear about your story, especially since, you know, you and I haven't caught up in quite some time. So tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of what you're doing now and how are things going for you? Things are going really well. So as you said in the beginning, I'm still on active duty. I am a military intelligence officer currently serving as a brigade operations officer in the 525 Expeditionary MI Brigade. I'm getting ready to transition out of this job to go be the deputy chief of staff of 82nd Airborne Division in March, which I'm super excited about. I am married. My husband is in the Air Force. I have a son from my first marriage who is 11 in sixth grade, which is crazy to think about. (laughs) And I love the area that we're in. We're in a great golfing community and my son's picked up golf, which has been a lot of fun. But yeah, all in all doing really well. Uh, On the golf note, did you play golf at all at West Point or did you take advantage of it? So I played a couple of times. I played in high school and I had a scholarship to go play in college, but decided to go to West Point and they didn't have a women's golf team. So I enjoy it. I didn't play very often in college and just started picking it up probably in the last five years. I forgot how much I enjoyed it. It's such an easy sport and so much fun to go out with your friends. So yeah, I I missed playing it and I didn't realize I missed it until I went back to it. Do you golf? I, I dabble. I'm not the best golfer and uh, I need to get more respectable so that way uh, I can actually be competitive on the golf course. But I did go back to West Point, was it a year or two ago, to hit the, the links with a couple of friends. Went with a classmate, Tom Kai, and another yeah. a Naval Academy graduate. But it was cool just to be back on the grounds during the work week and uh, you know not being a cadet not and having to think cadet. about like drill or anything. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, it was just so cool to go back. And I just really wish I'd taken advantage of the golf course more I know. instead of just using it as a hill to, you know, ruck march through. I know. There's so many yeah. things that you look back on your time at West Point as, you know, an adult and say, man, I wish I would have taken up, you know, skiing or golfing mm-hmm. or played more tennis or whatever it was. But yeah, you look back and see that now for sure. And on the topic of visiting West Point, Marissa, have you gone back recently or did you try to go back for the 15-year or 10-year reunion? Yeah, so I tried to go back for both the 10-year and the 15-year, and I had helped with planning both of them, but wound up getting deployed for both. So I didn't get the opportunity to be at either one, but I'm looking forward to the 20-year. Okay. 
Yeah, no pressure. We're going to expect you there since uh, Brandon's kind of asked everyone to come on the, the podcast to make sure to also be there to talk up, uh, you know, yes. what's, what's been going on since. Yeah, I saw him actually. I was at the Pentagon last Friday promotion ceremony and I walked in and there was Brandon. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. So yeah, 20 year reunion. Mark it down. You hear it here. I have to be there. Very nice. Yeah. Marissa, can we jump into the questions maybe? And I'll start with uh, question one. So maybe... For our audience, what's a core memory or story of yours from West Point that you remember and want to share share with us? Absolutely. I think my core memory starts on our day. And when we first showed up and you know, remember we walked into that auditorium and you have your family with you. And one of the upperclassmen says, okay, you have however many seconds to say goodbye to your family. I remember at that moment, my family having to decide who was going to be the last person to say goodbye to me before I walked through those double doors. And I can just recall feeling so anxious and nervous about what was on the other side of those doors when we walked through them. And now looking back at that experience, I think, oh my gosh, I can't imagine what being a mom now, I can't imagine what my parents felt like to have to say goodbye and not know what was on the other side of those doors. But that's just something that really stood out to me was that first experience of having to, to say goodbye to your family and then walk through those doors to, you know, the unknown of what was on the other side. Yeah. And, and if I recall, it was a very intimidating atmosphere because you go into, uh, I call if I remember, yeah. and it's usually a capacity of like a couple of hundred and they bring everyone to the very front <laughs> of the auditorium and, and like the stage. And it's like, okay, you, you know, someone official gets up there and stands and gives a presentation or whatnot. And then they give the countdown. And then you also hear of the other people getting yelled at <laughs> on the other side of the curtain. So you're just like, is that about, you know, is that what's going down right now. Right. And you just, yeah. I remember my family hearing the yelling on the other side and looking at me to see what my reaction was going to be and me thinking, oh my gosh, I can't let them see that, that I'm nervous about what's about to happen on the other side. But that just, that sticks out to me. And it's so long yeah. ago now, but it, it absolutely sticks out to me in that moment of, hey, this is real. This is what we're yeah. getting ready to go do. And did you see them or did you hear from them again? Like during the rest of our day like did they yell like they come out somehow find you and yell your name or or did you see them like at the the first ice cream social or plea parent weekend i could not tell you what actually happened on our day i don't know if it was the same <laughs> for you but i don't remember anything past walking through those double doors i it, okay. it's a total blur for me and i remember hearing my parents and seeing they made me signs for the march back when we came back from Buckner. Or was it Buckner? When did we did we do the march back as plebes? I can't even remember. We did, yeah. Okay, we did the yeah, run from back Frederick, from, right? from Buckner. So the march back yeah. for coming into West Point, we were coming down the hill, and my parents were on the sidewalk with this gigantic sign. And nice. I was so scared that I was gonna get in trouble for my parents making these gigantic signs and screaming out my name. But that was <laughs> the first time I'd seen them from you know dropping me off at our day. Yeah, that's gotta be a cool feeling though. Like you said, the mix of terror, like, okay, I'm gonna have to push after <laughs> this, but also like, great, I was able to find them. Right, <laughs> in, exactly. In the, in the and I don't, I don't have it, a last name that is 
common. So it wasn't like they were holding up a sign that said Smith on it, you know? So I was just worried that whoever my platoon sergeant at the time was going to be, make me push for having my parents scream my name over and over again, but it didn't happen. It's okay. Yeah. And we survived and that's, that's what matters. Exactly. We did survive. Yeah. So Marissa, question two is, you know, what's something that you're most proud of since graduating? I know it's been, what, 15, coming on 16 years since then, but yeah. is there a memory or, or something, that, you know, achievement-wise that you're, you're most proud of since then? That's a really great question. And I think for me, I, as a cadet, I don't think I respected army leaders as much as I should have or took advantage of mentorship while I was at the academy. And I think mm -hmm. from my experiences thus far, I really have this affinity to want to ensure that the the junior officers as they're coming up have somebody that they can look up to and being mm -hmm. a person that they can look up to. And that's not something that I really thought about when I was a cadet. And now being in the army, I'm proud of trying to leave a legacy and to be in positions where I can help other younger junior officers, especially academy grads, come and find their own and figure out what their passion is in the army. And I think, you know, we're so young at the academy and we don't necessarily see how great of an experience it is when we're there until we're not there anymore. And there were all these opportunities that I wish I would have taken advantage of while I was there. And one of those would be, you know, mentorship and asking the questions about what life was going to be like when I commissioned. And now seeing that from the opposite lens of being in 16 years, there's so much that we can do to help develop those that are coming up from, from junior to where we are now. Yeah, I can totally appreciate that because going through, it's like you're focused on graduating or it's right. like that immediate short-term goal, right. but you forget to realize like the access to the resources in terms of like the people, the quality of, you know, leaders and individuals that you come across that just West Point, you know, brings to, to you. <laughs> so it's great to hear that like you're, you're also giving back now that you're, yeah. you know, on the other side. Yeah. And a little bit older, wiser, right? And right. share that perspective. Right. Not much older, just a little bit older. No, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Marissa, question three is, you know, something more of a reflective question, but what's something that you wish more people knew about you, whether it's from the West Point days or just even now, or it can even be a hidden talent. <laughs> <laughs> a hidden talent. I will tell you, my son is playing saxophone in band and I played saxophone all the way up until graduating high school. And that was something that I was truly passionate about when I was younger. And he came home with his saxophone the other day. And I, of course, was like, ooh, let me play it and see if I remember <laughs> how to play. And I did. And I was super impressed with myself. But I think if we're going a little deeper introspectively, something that I wish more people knew about me is from the outside, I'm super extroverted and you know, try to maintain a happy, you know, aura and smiling and things like that. But sometimes I need my own like personal space and I'm almost an introverted extrovert. So <laughs> I'll, I'll be, and I'll get energy from being around people. But then after that, I just need to go and sit by myself and reset and get back into, you know, being comfortable out and about again. So I can be sometimes isolative and I have to remind myself that maybe that's not the best idea, but I, I think I've learned that over time. And as I've 
matured. And I think we go through these periods where you have to, you know, sort of analyze where you are mentally. And when you are getting into those isolative tendencies to really like pull yourself back in and surround yourself with people that are going to help build you back up and, and get you out there. But yeah. Nice. And do you feel like that's sort of how your personality was like when you were younger back in high school and West Point and it's just kind of grown over time? Or do you feel like, you know, as the years have gone on, you feel like, okay, you have more of those introverted extrovert tendencies. I just would love to hear how it's kind of developed or over time. I think it's developed as I've gotten older. And maybe it's just because as we age, you get more, I don't know, I don't want to say tired easier, but you do. (laughs) And then I, I think also being a parent helps you determine sort of where you are mentally and ensuring that you're being a good example of, you know, demonstrating to your child when there's a need for you to take a step back or the importance of rest or the importance of really doing this introspection and looking inward to see some of the things that you need to work on. And I think that's hard and it's not something that we talk about a lot. At least I don't remember us talking about it at the Academy a lot, but our personalities change based on experiences, based on environment. And I think as I've grown older, I've shifted more from extreme extrovert to that more introverted nature that I can still be extroverted when I need to be. But sometimes I want to, I want to be a little insular and take my time to reset. Yeah, no, I hear you. I also feel like it depends on your duty station while you're in. (laughs) I felt like when I was at Fort Drum, it was easier for me to just kind of go back into being a barracks rat. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas suppose if you're somewhere else, you know, more active, well, people it, are about, it, it's uh, yeah. less easy. And it's cold. So. It's cold at Fort Drum, right? So you don't really want to be outside. Whereas like here, you've got good seasons and you can do stuff outside. Yep. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that's something that I have just changed a little bit over time. And I think when you're younger, you have these gigantic friend groups where you're constantly going out and hanging out and and doing all of that. And as you get older and have kids and have a family, that sort of shifts and gets a little bit smaller. Yeah. (laughs) How about I pivot to question four, Marissa? Okay. So for our audience, what's something that's currently in the works or the future that you're most excited about to share? Yeah, I I kind of bucket my future plans based upon, you know, professional, personal, and family. I think for personal, this year, I I had to have a couple of surgeries. So I'm coming back from surgery. So I made it kind of a personal goal to get back into really good shape and to run another marathon. So I'm going to do that in the fall. I'm super excited about it. Professionally, you know, going over to this next job that I'm going into as the deputy chief of staff for 82nd is kind of the next professional goal that I have or what's in the future for me. And then personally, I think for in the future for family, I, my son is playing travel soccer and he also made the middle school team as a sixth grader. And I love watching him play. It's so Mm -hmm. cool to see, you know, his passion for it and to watch him and to see the talent at a young age in a kid. And I know I'm, I'm biased because he's my own child, but it's super cool to watch that and see that happen. And, you know, future plans of going to all his games and seeing him play and getting to travel and do all of that. And then down the road, I think, you know, we're close to retirement now. We are in 
that window where the light's on at the end of the tunnel and we could get out at 20 years. And I am, I am looking forward to prepping for what does post-army life look like for me and what do I want to do when I grow up? Because <laughs> I have no clue right now. So those are just a couple of things. Nice. Yeah. We'll make sure to check back in with you to <laughs> see where you're, you're at. Yeah. <laughs> Done the 20 year reunion. Right. Exactly. So Marissa, question five is what we've called our grip hands question. So this is the question that was posed from the previous guest. Okay. And we last had on Matt McFarland and his question was more of a call to action about finding, you know, the class studies that you maybe didn't talk to as much at school, but maybe you reconnected with more recently. And you're just kind of surprised at the bonds that you, you have with individuals. Uh, so I'd just like to reframe it and sort of, you know, ask you if there's any classmates that you've recently, you know, touched base with who maybe you weren't, you didn't know all that well at school. And it was kind of surprising just to, you know, remember the bonds that you shared or like the same people that you hung out with. So I will, I have two responses to that. One, sure. Fort Bragg is a big installation. So we <laughs> run into classmates all the time, what seems like all the time. In my role right now, we have to work with 18th Airborne Corps. And one day I, I walked in and I just happened to see Dan Kruger, who I hadn't seen since West Point. And I didn't know Dan very well. I mean, I knew of him and we had interacted a couple of times, but we were in very good friends. And I've had the opportunity to work with him professionally. And that's been awesome. He is a super bright individual, very intelligent, and getting the opportunity to work with him and and we've talked about professional development things and just, you know, share some stories about what worked in his career versus what worked in my career. And we have had the opportunity to schedule some working groups for our staffs to work together. And that's been nice. awesome from a professional perspective to have somebody that you know that you can work with and help drive your organizational priorities at the same time is awesome. And then... Yeah. From a more personal perspective, you know, we as women, especially, there weren't a lot of us. And having those connections to fellow female graduates, especially in our own class, is awesome. And I had the opportunity to run into Jen Jancy, now Jen Schlichter, and we have gotten much closer and hung out and been able to see each other. And we knew each other at school and had the same friend groups and we didn't spend as much time together, but it, it's awesome now to see that and then to, to have the opportunity to really connect and see each other while you're working in, you know, Fort Bragg. And then I have one more who yeah. I was friends with at West Point, who I've reconnected with um, via social media, because social media <laughs> is the way to get to do all of that. Lindsay Hartig, and she's in Australia with her husband and crushing life, like working as a fitness model and doing all of these amazing things as a mom and a veteran. And that's been really cool to see and to help you know, bolster as she's working towards this, this fitness model industry. So that that's been neat too. That's great. And you mentioned that you connected with Lindsay through social media and then with like Jen and Dan yeah. in person. I was just going to ask like, were there any other, you know, ways that you, you've connected with people, whether it was an introduction from like another classmate or, or just, you know, social media in general too, just seeing what people are up to. And yeah. I think it's mainly been either I, run into them at, yeah. you know, a work function 
or I see them on social media. Our Facebook group chat that we, our group thread that we have on our 2006 classmates that are on Facebook, that I love. And people are always putting stuff in there on, hey, look, it's our classmate that just did this. Or, hey, look, it's our classmate that just did that. And seeing all of our classmates do so well, whether it's in the military or out of the military is awesome. And we're all sort of sharing different people, which is super cool. And I love that. And it's neat to see what people are doing now, because I think if we went back and we surveyed everyone and said, okay, who do you think is going to stay in for 20 years versus who do you think is going to get out and go start their own company? It would be really cool to see that versus what actually (laughs) happened. But yeah. It's awesome. I feel like that's a superlatives exercise we yeah, need to do for the 20th reunion. I think so. And everyone just have our, you know, uh, faces with yes. the, and matching it up with the maybe, title. Maybe it's like you walk in and there's this little computer and you have to like pull people's faces into jobs that you thought that they were going to do. <laughs> and then at the end we could reveal it. Okay. No pressure, Brandon, when you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. When you're listening, We've got three years. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a couple of years to figure out how to make that work. Exactly. <laughs> well, Marissa, the, the final question is really one that's going to link to the next guest. So what question do you want to ask the next classmate? Ooh, this is tough because I don't want to, I don't want them to think of this question poorly. I don't want to stump them either. I would like to say, how did West Point frame your future? And get you to where you are today. I, I enjoy hearing people's opinions of how the academy framed them and made them, whether better or worse, right? Because certain people have different opinions of the academy. But hearing whoever you interview after me talk about you know, how it framed them and, and made them who they are would be interesting. And Marissa, I'm going to ask that question to you then. (laughs) (laughs) How did West Point frame your future? Oh, man. I would say that it made me a better officer when I got commissioned and actually got to be a platoon leader when I was a, a lieutenant. And now that I am continuing to serve, I think the, and we talked about it briefly, the connection to your classmates and your ability to reach out to all of, of these individuals that you went to school with is awesome. And the, yeah. the way that they can help guide you, mentor you, support what you need is awesome. And I think it's, it's more than just, hey, the academy made me better. I think what we went through as a class and how we connected and those continued connections, whether first or second person or third or however many, mm-hmm. you know, people separated, it's always that common connection that's going to help. And I think that's been a way that's helped my career, especially if I can reach out to somebody and they're willing to support or put me in touch with someone else. So I think that's been awesome. You know, I often ask people if they would if they would have done the academy again, given the opportunity. And depending on the day, I think sometimes I'm like, well, I don't know. And then other days I'm like, yeah, I would absolutely do it again. And I think if it if it weren't for all of our classmates and people that you know and 
care about being there with you, it changes the whole reason to, to why you're there. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, you know, the whole premise behind us being better officers when we get commissioned out of the academy is the priority. But on top of that, you also get this connection to all of these other people that you can, you know, help provide you with insight or just connections or a friendly ear when you need it, which I think is super important. Yeah. And and I'm glad that, you know, you kind of said that because I, I feel like that's also part of the reason for this podcast is yeah. reestablishing those connections and those bonds. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, we hadn't seen each other, you know, 15 years plus, but I, I feel like we just kind of, without missing a beat, just reconnecting. Yeah. Um, so thanks. Thanks for that answer. Of course. And, um, you know, the last thing I was just going to ask is, is there any call to action or anything that you want to share about, you know, that you're working on with classmates that yeah. you can help with? So I am a board member for what's called the Duskin and Stevens Foundation, named after Riley Stevens and Mike Duskin, who unfortunately were killed in action in Afghanistan. But this in particular organization provides scholarships for elementary students and high school students for our soft community. And what we have been able to do since the inception of the Duskin Stevens Foundation is provide children the opportunity to go to private schools. And it's not just in the Fort Bragg area. And every year we have a big silent auction in Fort Bragg, and we're always looking for different types of items to auction off. So if any of our classmates have businesses where they want to provide something that can be auctioned off, all of those proceeds go to the Duskin and Stevens Foundation and then provide money for scholarships for those students or just donate to the organization itself. And I think, Matt, you've got the link for it and we can push that out to folks. But yeah, I I enjoy that opportunity to be able to provide to the children of our special operations forces and give them, you know, the the ability to go and get an education in that a private school. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll make sure to provide the links for classmates who want to donate or share with their network as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'd appreciate that. And Marissa, I just want to thank you again. It was good to hear from you to know, or at least to relive the I call days with sharing your core memory. Uh, and then just hearing about your journey, yeah. you know, in Fort Bragg and running the classmates, whether it's in the Pentagon or yeah. uh, on post where you're at. Yeah. And thanks again for being here. Thank you. Yeah. And we'll just sign off every episode with our slogan. So never falter, never quit. quit. And thank you again until next time. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to O6 Answers. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on O6 Answers are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of the United States Army, Department of Defense, or any other agency, organization, company they have or currently work for. Nor does its use imply endorsement of our opposition to any specific organization, product, or service. Any material presented here is for general information purposes only. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at O6 Answers.